Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Suzanne Justice. Suzanne, you are the founder CEO of Blake Ryan Consulting. Uh, who's Blake Ryan? Uh, we I actually named uh, my company after my daughter. I was pregnant with her when I started it. So her oh, name is cute. Blake Ryan. <laughs> well, I would hope that at some day, sometime in the future, she'll take over the reins and she'll, it'll be all set up for her. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Suzanne, high level, go ahead and explain what Blake Ryan does. So Not we are- a daughter. What does your daughter do, by the way? How old is she? <laughs> My daughter is two. <laughs> okay, so she uh, juice boxes and- Yeah, <clears throat> She's at summer camp, hanging out, you know, having having the time of her life while we're working away. <laughs> uh, so now, Blake Ryan, the agency, the consultancy, what what does what what do you do there? So we're a full service staffing and recruiting firm. We work with clients nationally, and we do anything from temporary workers, temp to hire, direct hire, and we have managed services that we do for larger clients. Yeah, excellent. So, um, tell me what industries you're working in. You know, right now, because of the pandemic, obviously it's slowed down a lot, but right now we're working in finance, HR, um, we're doing seeing a lot of customer service roles start coming back. Title and escrow has been a really big uh, industry for us this Ooh, year. No kidding. I know. I'm, it's, it's crazy, just nationally across the board. Um, and we're hoping that hospitality starts coming back because that was a very large division for us in 2019. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I, I I can't imagine. I mean, just based on what I'm seeing in terms of travel statistics. So my other my other uh, business uh, uh, is uh, savings agent. So I do a lot of consumer stuff, and that's one thing we've been paying attention to is travel trends, and mm-hmm. things look good. I am so happy. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm so excited. Know. You know, even just like you know, as of when we're, we're recording this middle of June, uh, you know, seeing like things like senior centers open up again, mm-hmm. and you know, seniors being able to connect with their friends. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm so happy we're here. <laughs> I know but, it's so nice. Yeah, tell me what you're seeing in the in the hospitality industry from your perspective. So we're starting to see people opening. I think the biggest thing that we're running into right now is shortage of staff. And I think yes. that's just all across the board. Um, you know, we have any, we work with anyone from the small family owned restaurants up to really large corporate catering companies who sit on the big campuses. Mm. And while most of them have not completely opened up just yet, the restaurants have really been struggling for servers I mean, anything, honestly, from back of the house, front of the house, just trying to keep them going so that they can actually start opening, you know, lunch service and breakfast service and not just dinner for five hours a day. (laughs) So we're trying to really work on getting candidates a little more incentivized to come back to work at this point. Yeah. So what do those incentives look like? Well, right now, (laughs) the biggest incentive, it seems to be, is pay. You know, I think it's been a big... It's been a big discussion for a long time, especially in different areas where they have higher, you know, living expenses and it's higher rents and mortgages and home prices. It's finding that what is that livable wage that um, servers and hospitality industry folks can come back and feel comfortable in, but also that, you know, the small restaurants can afford and sustain themselves. 
Um, and so I think right now it's just really trying to find a happy medium or other incentives around, you know, benefits or um, finding creative ways to, to do tips with your teams uh, in those industries too. Yeah. Um, so before the pandemic, tell me, well, explain like how you got into this role and you decided to put your own shingle up. What were you doing before uh, Blake Ryan? Uh, I've been in the staffing industry for almost 15 years. Yeah. So I uh, managed teams for the really big, large conglomerate staffing companies. Um, and, you know, in the end of 2018, I just decided that it was time for me to start my own business. Uh, I really noticed the industry kind of moving away from it being a very relationship focused mm. um, industry and staffing was kind of becoming a bad word, if you will. People yeah. kind of boxed it staffing companies. Head, and that's like, just headhunter, very transactional. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh, I get it. Exactly. And that's not how I like to do business. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And <laughs> I, our son was one and a half, I think he was 18 months old and I was pregnant with Blake. And I said, you know, we can't really fail at this point. So <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> um, and so I just, I started Blake Ryan and I was really fortunate. I had three clients that I hadn't worked with in five or six years, but I always stayed in touch with them, did quarterly lunches, and they were the first three to sign contracts with me. So. Wow. Uh, so off to the, now you're off to the races. <laughs> so, the races um, yeah. what, what, how does one, or how did you then grow that um, to now the book of business? And again, it's all about relationships. So mm -hmm. what do you do to continue to grow relationships? You know, for me, it's really important that we fit into what our clients are looking for. I know with a lot of large corporations, they say, you know, this is how we do things. This is our process. This is our model. And you can either follow it or, or you know, essentially work with someone else. And for us, you know, I started this business and I said, I'm going to fit into what my clients need. So I'm not going to have, you know, specific specialties that we only do because every business has multiple departments that need different types of positions. Um and so I'm really focused on ensuring that clients have that personal touch. You know, each client that I have has one person that continuously contacts them. So it's not a revolving door of people coming in and out and recruiting or being their account manager. They have one sole person per account right now, um, which is great. And I'm still very high level or excuse me, very in touch with all of the clients too. So, you know, one of our big managed service that has Carissa, who's their uh, account manager, I still talk to them on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, same with all of our other clients. So it's really just, you know, keeping in touch, letting them know that, that you're there, doing the temperature checks with them. You know, what are we doing well? What can we improve on? And just yeah. letting them know that they're they're not just a number to us. What can an employer do to make your job easier? Oh, geez. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I think it's just being really clear about your expectations, but also understanding that, you know, it, there has to be some leeway on, on turnaround time. So, for example, we can't respond to everything within 30 minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, just having that understanding that we're doing everything we can, but give us a little bit of time to respond. I think that's the biggest thing. And, you know, right now I, I understand it because everyone's struggling with trying to figure out how to reopen, what's going to be their office plan, how are they going to get team members back or hire new people. And it's kind of like everything's on fire right now. So our biggest thing is just trust us. We know what we're doing. Just give us a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so where do you like, Suzanne, how do you find 
it, like employees? What are you just, are you just kind of searching around on LinkedIn? Is that primary? I don't mean to, you know, for you to give up your secret sauce, but you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, how do you do what you do? You know, it really depends on the position. So there's some positions where we rely heavily on um, our postings going more like Craigslist or Indeed. And then there's some positions where we do 100% just passive recruiting on Indeed. It really depends on what the role is and what the skill set is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so there are platforms that you use? Like, how do, I guess that's the biggest challenge, right, um, is you know, are, are there, um, you know, you, you hear companies that are using like all these Indeed or others, these job mm-hmm. platforms or whatever it is, do, do recruiters use those platforms as well? Or are you pretty much looking, you know, I, again, I'm sorry, don't, you can say, no, yeah, you can tell me to shut up, but, but I'm, you know, the curious mind wants to like, I'm just curious, like how this works. Yeah, no, absolutely. So some of the positions that we have, so I'll give you an example, would be like a maintenance technician for a large a large uh, managed service that we work with. The majority of the candidates we're going to get from those roles are going to be from, you know, Craigslist. Uh, and that's where we're doing like the majority of our postings. And then we post on Indeed and then we do resume searches on Indeed for those types of roles. Yeah. Then you have other positions like an HR director. Um, and that's a role where we would only go to LinkedIn and just passively search LinkedIn. Uh, we always post the roles just so people can see what's available, but that's yeah. the type of role where, you know, we're looking more for those candidates that are already working that potentially don't even know they want to make a move, but they do. <laughs> and we're trying to recruit them away, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, talk about where we are right now and what a big opportunity is in terms of like, it feels like an employee market. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it sure is. You know, it is. And it's interesting because a lot of people think, you know, when unemployment's really high, then it means that it's going to be super easy to find talent and get people hired. And a lot of times it's actually the opposite of that um, because, you know, they they have a lot of competition. You have a lot of companies who are trying to find ways to compete um, one of the things I always tell clients is you have to move quickly. You cannot spend four days trying to make a decision on somebody, especially if they're interviewing elsewhere. You need to have, you know, your ducks in a row, everything lined up and ready to go. Um, and it's it's difficult right now. You know, people, unfortunately, were very hit by the pandemic. And the luckily, they were able to do unemployment. And But with yeah. the incentives, they're getting quite a bit to stay home. And so that kind of, you know, makes it difficult when trying to get them back to work at a less wage, if you will, or, or comparable. Um, so I think right now it's just, you know, it's really finding ways to look at the overall package, but then also be quick when making decisions. Yeah, right, right. Um, any advice uh, for people that they're listening to us and they're kind of getting excited, like, oh, maybe I could make a career change or, you know, maybe I could consider, like, sh- what should they be doing to look attractive to recruiters? One of the things that I always tell people is keep your LinkedIn updated. Um, that's something that everybody looks at. Even, you know, if we find somebody on Indeed, we go to their LinkedIn, we take a look. Uh, we also, when we talk to candidates, we'll ask them when they get interviews set up, if we can send that to the hiring manager. And then sometimes a hiring manager will just look them up anyways. Um, and we do the same with hiring managers. When we set an interview with a candidate, we send them the hiring manager's LinkedIn. So just gives them a good idea of who they are a little more in depth about what they've done versus resumes. And so I always tell people the first thing to do is always keep that updated. 
Yeah. Um, so when you say update your LinkedIn, like what would be some elements of a really effective or good um, LinkedIn profile versus one that's like, oh, come on, are you even trying here? Because <laughs> we've all seen bad, like, I mean, it's just, there's nothing in it, right? It's Right, right. I would just say be pretty specific. Um, you know, one thing that I always tell people, especially in the sales or a metric driven type of position or like staffing, for example, always have numbers in there. You know, you always want to have numbers of your accomplishments. So whether it's, Mm. you know, grew revenue by X percent or brought in X amount of new clients. um, I always say be as detailed and specific as you can, obviously without embellishing anything. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. always want to be very honest. Mm. Um, But I think that's a really good way to do it. If you have, you know, um, volunteer things you're doing, I say, you know, put that in there, just try to be, you know, use your own personal discretion on what you would find acceptable or what you think employers would find acceptable as well. Um, But just stuff like that, so that, you know, people can see kind of a glimpse of who you are, your interests, what you do, um, the successes you've had. I know for some people, it's very odd to tell everybody how amazing they are, (laughs) but that's a great platform to do that without feeling embarrassed or, you know, um, feeling uncomfortable about it. Um, is it, do you, I, I've heard kind of both ways on this, but do you think that other social media, like, so for example, like, let's say there's an employer, like, do you think that they might Google that person or maybe, maybe look and see if they're active on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? Is that ever something to consider? You know, it is. Um, and, Although, you know, you hear that people don't use that as a hiring or can't or shouldn't, um, they do. And I mean, I, I let people know before, um, to be very cautious about that or make your profile private. So only your friends can see you. Um, and that way, if somebody who you're not friends with Googles you, it's just your, or they try to find you, it's just your profile photo. But then again, Mm. you know, be cautious with your profile photo. Mm and I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's so hard in this this day and age that we're in with especially everything going on. And I think yeah. people have to understand that you still have to have that level of professionalism and not every corporation wants to jump in or express politics and everything going on in the world right now. So just trying to be mindful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, you know, it's the internet paints a picture of who you are. And guess what? Everybody knows how to use Google. Everybody yep. knows how to search social media. They can find you. <laughs> um, and it never unless, goes away. <laughs> yeah, unless you keep it like really locked down in a fake name and all that. Uh, but even still, like I remember even it was like years ago, um, looking at some of the software solutions that were available. Um, was it like not, I forget what the name of it, some of them were, but it basically like, no, we could pretty much build an, you know, kind of an AI driven profile of exactly who you are based on the content that you share publicly. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, company, and and again, this may be a good thing, right? Because a company has a culture and you don't want to work for a company where there's a bad culture fit. Um, But if there is aligned culture, um, maybe that's a good thing. So if you take a stand for certain social justice issues or whatever, that's not, I mean, be authentic to who you are. Right. um, And you might find that that's a net positive. Um, But, you know, again, if you're going to jump out on controversial subjects and maybe that's a misalignment, again, just just trust that 
you know, what you put out there, it's visible to employers generally. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, Which is really interesting, interesting too, because I've noticed a lot on LinkedIn that it, I've seen LinkedIn kind of go on the other side of that too, where it's not mm. as professional as it used to be. I don't know if you are on there very frequently during the day, but it's interesting to see it used to be just about work, but it's kind of blurred a little bit. And I tell, you know, I tell candidates, you got to be really careful with that because, you know, people see what you're posting. And if it's something that they may find offensive, you know, then it could cause them not to want to move forward with an interview, which I, like you said, I mean, you have to be authentic. You have to be yourself and, and do what you believe in. But I think there's a platform for that and a, not a platform for that, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah. Um, and and so um, an employer that's listening to us. Oh, one, one last question I wanted to ask you, just because I saw some of this on your website as well. Um, are, are there, um, do you, and you have a lot of accolades in terms of like your SBA, WSB, you know, WBNC, um, you know, you're um, promote, you're recognized uh, as a women-owned business. And, and there's some diversity things here too. Um, I would imagine that you've probably had employers that are like, listen, right now we, we really need to be mindful of diversity. So is there, um, are there things that employers can do to be more attractive to um, recruiting more um, females, uh, more people of color? Like, I, I would imagine, like, I don't know if you ever get involved in some best practices for that. You know, I think the clients that we have right now, um, I haven't, to be very honest with you, seen them come back with those types of requests mainly because I think the, the majority of the ones that we've always worked with have already had those in place. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's been, they're already on it. Exactly. Good. And you know, with Lake Ryan, we're the same way, you know, I haven't had to jump into any huge, um, new programs of diversity. Cause we've just always been that way. I mean, and especially in specific, you know, industries that we work in, with a lot of the people that we work with are, you know, um, people of color or my minorities. And, you know, we've always pr- promoted that work with veterans. I mean, mm-hmm. it's always been an important thing consistently. So we've, I feel like we haven't had those clients have to say, okay, now we're starting this huge diversity program and we need to hire all these diversity managers. And yeah. because it's just kind of been there, which is fantastic. Good. Yeah. Great. Um, Wonderful. All right. Suzanne yeah. Justice, uh, your website, Blake Ryan Consulting, that's R. I A N. So Blake Ryan consulting. Uh, it, when folks go to your website, um, what should they click on? Where should they start? What, what do they do? So they can go, you can see the jobs we have open. Um, you can do about us and learn more about our um, company and how we started. And then there's also an area where you can contact us and enter your information. And that actually comes directly to me. Yeah. Excellent. All right. This is fantastic. Again, uh, Suzanne, Suzanne Justice, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. The website, BlakeRyanConsulting.com. Thanks. Thanks, Suzanne. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit UpMyInfluence.com dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. 
Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.